You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the3intuitivehealers.com for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. I'm your host, Heather Nicholson. Angela Johnson. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez. Well, ladies, we had a a very good discussion on last week's show about our beliefs on God, creator, um, the divine. And so today I thought I'd ask you both to expand on how do you support your belief of God or the divine when there are are at times, you know, extreme suffering or trauma. How how do how do you still hold faith when things are so terrible for some but not for another? How do you justify it? Or, you know, have you come up with something that helps you get through, you know, those times, even as you're experiencing it, or if you observe it from another person who's gone through so much? Where does your faith come from and and how has it evolved for you? I'll let you go first, Heather. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. How do I even answer that one? Um, this would be like the nightmare beauty pageant question. You know, everybody else gets like, do you want world peace? <laughs> you get like, how do you justify God when you're in pain? <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of funny because, you know, when I've been going through all this stuff with with um, with these power and control energies and whatnot, I would actually go and sit in God just to find respite. So it was very calming energy and it was just very I just need a second to breathe kind of gather myself and then okay now I'm ready and then so that's I would seek out God not the other way waiting for God to come to me and it kind of reminds me when um I was I was in a group session with Amujam one time and she had God there and they're kind of talking about the pandemic and and she was conveying what God was saying was, what kind of God would I be if I just came down and changed everything for you? What if I what if I came down and took away your free will? What kind of God would I be then? Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of surmising what he said, but that's that's pretty much the gist of what he said. So and it's true. It's like he he also, if I remember correctly, he said, You asked for this. You asked for change. So why would I go and take that away from you? And I said, wow, that's pretty profound. You know, why when we ask for something and then all of a sudden we don't like it, we're like, save me, come save me, you know, Mm -hmm. expecting God to change it for you. And then also, you know, that would be taking away your sovereignty and your free will. So it makes perfect sense to me after I heard that. And I was just like, Smack on the forehead, duh. <laughs> well, it's- I would agree. It makes perfect sense in that, in what she just said, when when we've probably evoked this desire to have change or or Peace. for something else, right? But what if it's placed upon you, you know, i.e. Abuse. Abuse. abuse and- the, the death yeah. of a child, a spouse, when you're just starting off, you know, those really hard times where you're mm-hmm. just like, 
you know, there's no asking for that. Have you, Heather, personally had, is there no asking for it though? I mean, I don't even want to touch that and I'm going to, you know, I, 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 I can't go there because explain what you mean that maybe so that we don't, you know, um, scare people (laughs) with the right, how, how would you mean that to be? So a child that has come from abuse, same as I have would think there is no divine, there is no God after what happened, but there is. And I don't, I don't even know how to explain this, but where am I going with this? For me, I think a lot of the times there is a contractual agreement in some way. And sometimes you're just a vibrational match for things to happen. You come down to earth, you're your vibrational match for disempowerment and it lines you up with the whatever's in the vicinity of you for disempowerment. And there's also other times where, you know, you have narcissistic people in your life and you have a contract with that person and you learn, you learn and grow from that, you know, sometimes not, but I think, I think on certain aspects, there are, there are contractual agreements to experience a theme. Like you came down to earth and you wanted to experience grief or you wanted to experience loss. What does that feel like? So you're, you're in this environment on earth where you're able to experience grief or loss. And that's what I mean by contractual agreements and, and to experience certain things. Sometimes it does get out of hand. I, I would, that's, that's my feeling. Like sometimes it does get out of hand, but, um, yeah. Did you always have that belief, Heather? Um, I, you know, for the longest time, for 20 some odd years, I, I thought, you know, because being a child who was victimized, I thought, oh, you know, at first I didn't understand about, you know, there, there could have been a contractual agreement. And then after I heard that, I was like, oh, that's what happened. Like the Buddhist way, there was a contract that I had with this person until, I don't know, about less than five years ago, I was very much prompted to go listen to somebody. Jill Renee Feeler had a, had a talk where she was talking and I know Archangel Gabriel kept on like, like, Hey, you you should, it's going to start soon. You could, you need to go listen. Like, Hey, you know, I highly recommend you listen to this. (laughs) So I did, I listened to it as I was going to go work and I was actually floored because she says she was channeling Archangel Gabriel through her. And she said, I never wanted it for you. I never signed up for, for that. Why would I as a higher, higher consciousness being want that for you? And she was talking about uh, sexual abuse. Mm. So, and I was just like, that blew my socks off. And I was like, what do you mean? There's no contractual agreement with me. And I had to sit with that one for quite a while. And it was like, no. And I, and I finally got it. I was in such a disempowered state already because I felt guilty of my parents' divorce. And because I thought I had caused it because I realized what was coming, coming through in my psychic senses is that I was feeling my parents' separation. And I had asked God, I was like, Hey God, what does it feel like to have your parents separated? And a week later, my parents separated. So, and I was just like, okay. (laughs) So yeah, of course I felt guilty then. And then, and then, um, 
uh, it just, it blew my socks away. I have to be honest. I was just like, not all things are contractual agreement. And that just, cause I had put it in like, okay, it's a contractual agreement. We have contractual agreement and that's it. Nope. Nope. I was just in a disempowered state that lined me up for. I have a problem with the contractual agreement concept. I used to, that used to explain things for me and, and I've been getting away from that. Not that I think it's wrong. It just doesn't, that term doesn't work for me at this time. So the concept that I use, because what happens while we're here on earth, you know, somebody being abused is never okay. It is never, um, it's just never okay. I will never think of a child or uh, an animal or an elderly person, but anybody, even a healthy strapping young person being abused as being okay. The way, and I've, I've touched on this before, the way it makes sense in my mind, because I believe we are all God, we are all made, you know, we talked about this last week, we all believe we are God, we all believe, you know, we are made up of one thing, and that's source, that's God. But there's a dream going on. So if you and I think I mentioned this in the last last episode, those instances when you wake up from a horrible dream and you think it's still real. And sometimes you maybe make it all the way to the kitchen before you realize, oh my God, you know, that, that was a, oh, thank God, that was a dream. That wasn't real. But the elements of the dream seemed very real, whether you were terrified you were being abused or you were somebody was wronging you, whatever it was, it was very real and very painful. And then you woke up and the longer you were out of the dream, the more you start to realize that was all you. There was nothing but you going on in that dream. So to me, this whole like, oh, you, you know, contractual agreement, or whatever. I don't see it that way. I see some, the reason why it's all a dream to me. And the reason why I don't lose my faith in God is, or source is because I'm not remembering to wake up. And if I were to wake up enough and realize this is all a dream, then you, no matter how bad the dream is, there's a point where you go, oh yeah, I'm not going to punish my right arm because of that part of me was responsible for the bad dream. You know, like it's all me. There's no punishing. But when you're in the dream, if you are in the dream, if you are on earth, then I believe justice should happen. I'm huge into justice. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, um, I don't want people to think that I would ever advocate just because it's all a dream. We live and let live. And, you know, like Harvey Weinstein should just be okay. Just give him a hug. It's a dream. No, while he, while we're asleep on this planet, I believe justice should happen. But at a certain level, when we wake up, it's not real. So that's how I walk through pain. I've been blessed not to have the extent to which some other people have had to, but I've had loss where when I was younger and I thought God was external and God was supposed to be Santa Claus. And if I prayed hard enough and I wanted it to manifest, it should happen. And then it didn't. And I had that, like, how, how can this be fair? There's no God. And after I calmed down and realized, no, there's still God, there's still source. It shifted from God being external, source being external to being internal. And I think that also helps me when the pain, when the disappointment, when I hear what's happened to other people, that also helps me from jettisoning the concept that there is a God or there is source, if that makes sense. 
That was a great explanation because it's it, we got a, a an opportunity to view it through Heather's mind and her experience because she's she suffered, you know, uh, as a child and and then you know obviously carrying such trauma these many years. So that was really good to understand how she came to know God and then to hear your version, which is very interesting, you know, about the reality um, versus the dreamlike is, is, yeah, that's, that's a very good way. And it reminds me kind of like myself also very similar to, to yours, um, Angela, and that I haven't had uh, a trauma such as Heather or people that have had just, you know, unspeakable um, things to go through. So I never was really in a place to blame God Mm-hmm. or to turn away from God because of feeling, you know, being victimized or feeling, how could you not help me? But, you know, with religion, the upbringing was always taught, you know, God was uh, in charge, but God punished, but God would save you also. And so that thought process, just what what, it, what I learned as an observer then is I had guilt. I really kind of had guilt in that why am I so lucky? You know, I don't have these things happening to me. And my ego, of course, wanted to feel special. You know, I'm going to be honest in here feeling, okay, well, I must be doing something right. But you know, the internal um, higher self knew that it's just, that's just not it. And it felt guilty that I didn't have to suffer like other people. So, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and I think that added to my, probably my silence of wanting just to not have to say things, right. Because um, I always felt if you, didn't have the experience, how could you know what you're talking about? You have nothing to offer, right? Because you do not know. Observation is not the same as experiencing something. Um, So I came to adopt um, an ideology, which again, and this is for me, you know, and, and, and it, I'm, I'm confident in saying it now, I would have been more, you know, um, concerned about speaking about such things in the past with worrying about how that looks or, or, or affects people because it's, you know, not all people are going to agree with such thing, but it's very similar in yours, Angela, as you talk about the dream state versus the reality state, mine is, and, and I didn't use the word contractual also in my, my life. I never liked that, but it's very similar to Heather's in that I do right now in this belief, I do believe that at least for me, uh, I did sign up you know, like uh, I did, it's not, I don't use the word contract, but you know what I use as I signed up for this course, this class, this experience. So I see it as it's a movie. I'm playing this role. Um, and in doing so, what it's done for me, it's taken off the blame of, of, of the creator of God, right? Because yeah. how could I blame God for everything, but then turn around and, and ask him, her, it to answer my prayers. I mean, are you in control? Or are you not in control? I don't think you can do both. Right. Yeah. So that was a conundrum because I still found myself always praying to or asking for, but with this new mindset of becoming this all encompassing, we, I stopped seeking outside of myself. So I'm saying, okay, if we signed up for this role, if we signed up for the experience, then we are going to get ourselves in or out of whatever we're bringing to us. Right. So if it gets uncomfortable, well, that's something we have have to figure our way out. So instead of asking for things, I just continue to now use gratitude. It's just always gratitude for where I am, gratitude for where I'm going, gratitude for where I've been. Um, it's taking away blame and it's taking away from me the need to plead, plead, please help me yeah. make this go away, make this come, whatever. And it gives me power 
to express, you know, my own divine self. So it's new and I'm not saying it's easy, comfortable, and it may not work for a lot of people because um, it's a lot of weird mixed versions of probably everything I've gone through. But right now I feel like I have a better relationship um, with the divine in that uh, it's weird because as much as I've, I've taken away the onus of why are some, you know, get this special treatment and why do some have, um, you know, these traumas. Okay. So if I signed up for it and again, I always say I'm in preschool, I'll be the first I'm in preschool, you know, so (laughs) no AP classes for me on this life. And that's, (laughs) that's fine. You know, I'm okay with it. But the other part of it is if I'm not seeking outside support, I have to admit to you in a certain, there's, there's a little bit of loneliness in that, right? Mm-hmm. To know that if you're supposed to take care of yourself and you meaning we, meaning me, higher self, divine, whatever else is in this little expansion thing of mine. For so long, I've been seeking outside. It just feels, I, I have to fight it every time I go to it, but I'm still trying this experiment, you know? Yeah. And um, that's what it, it is, experiment for right now. It is lonely. I remember telling Heather that, um, I would be meditating. I'm just like, I'm just alone in the room. And sometimes that would be okay. And sometimes it would feel incredibly lonely, but there's also a beauty to it. You know, you kind of punch through on the other side. I feel like every time I've kind of gone up a level or in my understanding or further down the path, once the high is gone, there's this like, is that all, is that all there is? Like, <laughs> this, is, this is like the song. Um, and then I think, oh, okay, well, what if this is all there is? Okay. And you feel lonely and you feel like it, it just feels lonely. And you miss that feeling of um, magic or some something. Like belonging to something. Belonging, for me, was belonging. Yeah. Do you have, do you understand that? Yeah. And I thought, well, then be that for somebody else who's seeking it. You know, you, you have to be it for yourself. It, so when I was five years old, I found out, and I hope this is not a spoiler alert for any of our listeners, that there was no Santa Claus. <laughs> our neighbors told me, and my mother was pissed. And and I'm the oldest, right? I've got a three-year-old sister at that point and an infant sister. And I was devastated. And mom said, okay, but listen, now you get to be Santa Claus with daddy and I for your sisters. and. So that has become a metaphor for That's interesting. Half of my spiritual I life. I love that. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, you're God. And once you're like, oh my God, that's what, wait, wait, what? Wait. <laughs> it's kind of like realizing like you're the adult in the room. It's right. like, right. holy crap. Um, <laughs> but now you can be that magic or that port in the storm or that wise word or that kind hug for somebody else that you were trying you wanted to get from God, you now do that for others. And that I find alleviates the loneliness because there is a beauty, Stephanie, you are a mom. I'm sure it was freakish as hell when you first became the mom and you're like, hold on. That was always my mother's job, not mine. And now that's me, but now you've grown into it. You've got amazing kids and there's a whole separate kind of beauty to that. That's a, a kind of convoluted metaphor. I use. Well, you're kind of like stepping into the role of which you used to receive. You become then exactly. the giver. 
Um, and that doesn't mean that I see in the big, I, I understand what you're saying. I think, I think it's a lovely metaphor actually. Um, yeah, I mean, it's big. I mean, it's certainly bigger when we're talking about the divine, but instead of looking at that absence of, okay, I've lost, you know, Santa Claus, i.e. we're using that, I'm part of creating the magic. So instead of realizing God's not external, God's me, then I realize, okay, I am creating again, mm-hmm. that magic, that, that storyline. So God didn't go away. Just, I just absorbed him. He absorbed me. Yeah. It just, we became... And the world is the same place. Mm -hmm. The world is the same place as when you felt safe in the hand of God. And then you realize you are God. It's the same place as when you fell in love with your partner and then had your partner cheat. You know, it's like the world isn't different. It's the same place. It's just, you have to shift your emotional landscape a little, your emotional weight. The world is changed. So go ahead and changing. Yeah, go ahead and be in it. You're you're still safe. It's we're. I think we're a little bit. Maybe I, I fully don't understand Heather's <clears throat> beliefs right now because I feel like Heather, when you've talked about God in the past, you, you've certainly have changed your relationships and you you shared that along the way. But I think right now you're very you're very much in a place a very comfortable relationship with the divine. And you yeah. went back to using the word God, right? Yeah. So. Do you, because you'll say you'll talk to God, but you're still talking internally to God or is there any external part at all? Or you just use the word God, but you know, it's internally. How, how would you say you're um, believing the divine right now for you? I feel it within me. Like mm-hmm. I feel God as a vibrational energy within me. And it's just a, it's a level. Okay. It's all energy. That's gotcha. that's the easiest explanation yeah. I can. I like I can that. No, I, I, I'm a great. I would be. I would love to feel the energy of God in me. I, you know, right now we're very. Everyone's all meshed up. I, you know, <laughs> but that's great. You can identify a yeah. special energy that you know is is the God. Yeah. So wow. when I when I feel myself, it's very airy and spacey and calm and quiet, and there isn't really any buzzing. Mm. But when I expand to God consciousness, it's buzzing from my heart center and I feel my heart center expand. And it's an actual pressure that expands out with this buzzing energy. And then then I when when I was playing around with this, because I remember one time I, I woke up and I just sat there with this quietness and I knew that this was me. And then... I asked God consciousness to come in and I felt God consciousness come in. And so I played with the two. I said, okay, now me, now God, now me. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good exercise, right? Because it, yeah. And so, and then all of a sudden I said, okay, now what does source feel like? And then it expanded even more and it was just intense and it was just like, wow. That's all I could, I was just like, wow. So to me, it's just, it's levels when you're, when you're expanding okay. out. Gotcha. Uh, thank you. That's a good explanation. It really cleared it for me. And when you speak with, to the God energy is, do you, do you pray anymore? How would you describe it? Do you ask I don't really for things? Pray. I mean, I, sometimes I do. I pray because okay. I know, I know there is, I feel there's energy that helps when you pray. So mm-hmm. sometimes like, so recently 
I woke up to the sound of domestic abuse happening. And I, and I live right on a street where it's busy. So the guy was wailing on her in the car. So I just said a slight prayer and I said, I pray for whatever's highest and best to go on and that things come to light, whatever that may be. Gotcha. Okay. And so that's all I could say because they left. And I, I was like, do I, how do you call the cops on something you, you didn't see? I just heard, right. I just heard what was going mm-hmm. on. So, I mean, like that's, that's when I say like a little prayer or I hear accidents because the freeway's not too far from me and I'll hear accidents happen mm-hmm. on the freeway. And so I'll send a, I'll send my team. I ask my team to go, please help if any way mm-hmm. possible. And that, you know, um, say a slight prayer for whoever's there for whatever's in their highest and best. Yeah. I like that. I agree. I kind of think of what would be, I I hope it's when the other side is revealed when it's my time to um, transition to the other dimension or such that I hope the answer is going to be the whole time. All you had to do was have intention. All you had to do was use your thoughts. And I hope, I hope that's going to be the answer because yeah, if not, I've missed the boat completely because you know, you, take you know, a gamble, right? On what we do, either you you expect been, it to happen to you, or you you intend for it to happen. So I'm, I'm, that's that's what I'm putting my money on. So I've always said heaven. Is, everybody has the same vision of heaven. It's where they go and they find out they were right. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting. True. I was sitting there and and I was just hanging out in God's energy one time recently and he says you want to know a secret and i was like well duh of course come on no spill God, the beans. no don't burden me with that i'd rather go back to watching tv thank you he goes it's all about empowerment and i was just like yep okay yep and then i said how do i empower myself from here yeah i love that and i you know well that again i think we're all three that's how we're living and that's how we're expanding it to be um and it's and it's not in a selfish way. It's in a selfless way, in a giving way, and an all-encompassing way, but yet backing out way. There's so many interesting things, right? Because we stop getting caught up in how other people's actions are, and we tend to respect it when we realize, okay, well, I've got to take care of my, my uh, capacity, my reality, my human but then that's where our thoughts come in and our intentions that we can wish people well, we can assist people with healing, and we can have good intentions. Um, but we don't have to do what we used to do, maybe, which was judge, punish in our minds or, you know, uh, all the negative things that perhaps humans do before you kind of realize that's just putting stuff out there. I do not want back. That's not helping me or them. And I'm not in charge. I'm in charge of me, my, you know, as Heather always says, a sovereign self, this little vortex of energy with its little heads popping out, maybe a serpent. How would you explain yours, Heather, with all your, your group? Are they, are they just energy so moving? When, when, when I see, when I close my eyes and I meditate and I'm really in it, it looks like a spool of thread. So it, the middle has this like vortex that goes out and around and then there's like warp speed on the outside, which would mm-hmm. be like the thread. So, and it constantly goes around me in the flow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good that, we, you know, how about you, Angela? Have you ever thought about that? Or have you have a vision of your, your own? Of when I. Your when own I, energy field, your own expansion as you, yourself, oh. God, your, 
I go formless. I, I, oh, I you know, formless. yeah. And oh gosh, it started happening very quickly after we start. Uh, we were working at the Huntington. It was just like even when I work on people and I get meditative, it's like it's all like energy soup. Interesting. So I like the interesting. Um, yeah. Interesting there's energy soup and that's different from the couple of times that I've totally gone like nirvana like there's nothing there and I freak and I come back but in general when I'm meditating or I'm talking to when I need to manifest uh, my team members because I need to talk to someone I'm still yeah I'm not when I meditate I imagine myself dissolving like I focus on my atoms just floating away from each other. So there's, yeah, I don't have pretty images in that instance. It's just me dissolving. <laughs> so. I did that once. I, I was with Angela. We were at the hospital and I dissolved into a swirling particles and I swirled into the person that I was healing. It was mm-hmm. a trip sure. and it was phenomenal. I do yeah, go into people a lot. I will say that when I'm working on people or like I went into Heather um, when I'm reading fields or if I will merge into, yeah, their, I'll do that a lot, but in terms of, which is ironic cause I'm visual gal. Right. Mm. But yeah, when I'm meditating, I know I've done it. Um, the whole dissolve thing, uh, there was twice I was doing it once in the middle of the night. Cause I couldn't sleep. I was next to my husband and he started like in his dreams so I was dissolving and I was dissolving and I was really calm. And then my husband started freaking out in his dreams and I, and I had to wake him up. And he was like, you were falling through the floor. You were disappearing in front of me. And he was trying to like grab me. And then the other day I did it again. I got really deep and I was dissolving and I was dissolving. And my little dog always is on the bed when I'm meditating and I'm sitting on the floor. Right. And so he just zones out. And all of a sudden I hear this whining. I look up and his little face is like, that level of mind because he's on the bed right and he's looking at me like a gargoyle like what <laughs> the hell are you doing and then, so I calmed him down and he went back because nothing else had changed I had just gotten really deep into the dissolving so that was a little validation uh, even though something I'm freaking people out around me but in terms of visuals no I, I in, in terms of me meditating working on myself I don't get visuals of myself. I get visuals of other people. Interesting. Can I ask you both, have either one of you in your waking hours ever recognized God in a person? So not, not an animal or, or a plant, because I think that's easier, that's such a good question. but really recognize God. I don't mean just like, Oh, you know, this person's nice. I like their energy. I'm just wondering, you know, I don't, I don't think I have, I don't think I, if I even have to wonder if I have, then I think my answer is no, because I well, think it would yeah. be so, because I've recognized <laughs> negativity, you know, in a person that's just rattled me, but to feel like, I, I think people have done things that's made me feel really happy and loving. Maybe, maybe it comes out like that. Maybe I never recognized it right off. Maybe something, someone did, I recognized the godness in them when it brought my heart love when God, that was so kind, that's probably recognizing God, maybe. Right. Yeah. Or that was so, you know, a thoughtful thing or, um, but not just like visualizing personally for me. How about you, you both? I, I was standing in, I was standing in sprouts one time and we were, we were all in line and I just looked around and said, we are all God. Mm-hmm. And I just felt that like, I didn't wow. feel like uh-huh. each person, like mm-hmm. it was just, we're all God. And I just knew that. 
but there I could have gone to the next level I think of really like seeding that in me mm-hmm. but I but mm-hmm. I didn't I just stayed there at that level of like we're all God and I just knew it mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the closest I've ever nice. come yeah that's nice. Just to even recognize that, hey, I, I don't think I've ever been in line about that. And you're going, you're not God. You're not God. <laughs> Stephanie's thinking you have more than 15 items in your book. <laughs> you, Angela? Um, no, I haven't had a moment where I thought um, I see God. I've had moments where I've felt intense love. I think mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. all have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most recently, I was... Uh, my husband and I went to the Van Gogh experience the, the, okay. where you go uh-huh. in and it's interactive. Yeah. And so everybody was sitting there, you know, this whole group, this whole room full of very different people and this music and this art and we're all enveloped in it. And I sort of got calm and I reached out and, you know, energetically, I thought, is there anything to be of service right now? Anything. And uh, I just got back. No, just, just enjoy. And I looked around and everybody was just enjoying beauty. And I would just love them so yeah. much. It brought tears to my eyes, wow. just watching everybody watch art. But I haven't had an experience where I'm like, I, I can see the divine, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. unless, unless like we're saying like, that's, that's what it's like. I don't right. know. That's when it shows up. But isn't it different? It. Wouldn't you say for uh, an animal? I mean, certainly we've all owned pets and, um, you know, looking in their eyes and you just, you, I don't know. I just feel like there's always, there's such a divine love in there. And even, you know, for a, a plant, there's a beautiful flower and you're just like, my God, that's beauty. And I, to me, it just represents, you know, such love and divine. I wonder why we don't, easily recognize that in each other is because of our own perceptions and judgment, or we don't, it's because we don't see it in ourselves. We can't see it in someone else versus, or too you know, many triggers, right? Yeah. yeah. Especially at our age of what, 29, we've lived so many years. <laughs> um, you know, it's so much easier. I don't think a, um, a, you know, Chihuahua is going to trigger anybody the way someone who maybe you know, comes from a part of the country that you don't agree with or whatever, you know, there's so many things about another person Mm -hmm. and they have the capacity to hurt you the way, in a way that plants and animals can't. So maybe it's just not able to. Well, you know, I've been shishkabob by many a cactus and, you know, dogs bite. So I don't know. (laughs) Well, there goes that theory. I don't know. I think I just morphed (laughs) more therapy. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's 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 not as easy maybe for me to totally have my guard down the way right. I would And I'm glad we're all honest, you know, because there might be people who say, Oh, I see God all the time. And maybe it's true in people. But <laughs> like not for me. <laughs> well, I think it's hard. And maybe it's because I just don't have the capacity to understand, but I appreciate your honesty and just saying no, not the way I think you're asking the question. You know, we probably, again, all recognize it in our own ways, because if if love is coming up or compassion, that's probably a moment, but maybe it's not our definition because we're thinking, oh, I got to see it. I've got to recognize it. Your aura has got to change. I don't know. But, you know, go ahead, Heather. I was just going to say that's, that's like, um, that's like us thinking how the ascension process is going to go. None Mm -hmm. of us are really Mm going to know what the ascension process is, but you know, that's, that's us trying to put God in a box. 
Yeah, yeah. right. Oh, and based on the knowledge that we've got, you know, other people telling us what is and what isn't, what could be, what what's not possible. And we really have to get outside of that whole thinking. And, you know, possibility is anything and everything, right? Why not? But it's hard to to leave those those old uh, limits on the wayside, right? It's it's kind of like every now and then I'll have that feeling about being an adult the way when I was like 10, I would think when I'm an adult, I'm going to walk into Winchell's and I'm going to buy every donut because I will be an adult. And every now and then I will have that, you know, goddamn adult feeling like I can do, but for the most part, being an adult is in many ways, nothing like what I thought it would be. And exactly like what my life was when I was a child. I'm, I'm not miraculously calm, serene, and confident every moment of the day, the way I thought I would be by this point. (laughs) Um, you know, I, I still know, um, my best friend from when I was nine is still in my life. And there are times when, when she and I are talking, it's like, no time has gone by. So in many ways, adulthood, Mm -hmm is not at all what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, it's it's so much more complex, so much more um, meaningful than what I ever could have imagined. And I think that maybe that's what Ascension and all of that, it's like, it's not what we think it's going to be, but it's going to be awesome. So stop trying to figure it out and just like grow towards it is what I tell myself, just grow towards it. <laughs> like just, or we're already there. There's that. We're already there. Mm-hmm. Silence. <laughs> I don't know. I think that could be a letdown for me. I'm already there. This is it. Okay, so awesome. <laughs> my expectations okay. are so much bigger and grander. Um, but you're right. In a certain sense, you're already there in that the opportunity is now. It's in every moment and every second, right? So um, if you are expecting something grander and bigger, then you know it's up to you to feel it, see it, recognize it, be it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's a lot of, that's a high energy to to keep up, I tell you what. That's what I've been telling myself today is just oh, be really? it. Just yeah. be it. Mm-hmm. More confirmation. Just do it. Be just as be divine it. reaching for your lunch as you are when you're healing exactly. someone. Just like okay. I think we have a new marketing, you know, where Nike's got there, just do it. We're just just gonna be it. What little slash be it. With the what? What little insignia? Just be it. Yeah, really. <laughs> Well, ladies, I think that's all the time that we have today. We like to thank the listeners for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. We hope you're able to find the healing magic within. Thank you for listening to us on the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. Remember, when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment. This podcast represents the opinion of the three intuitive healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast.